When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Yeah, he's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. And a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Telling you, third time we've heard it, Romo goes, ugh. He sounded disgusted. <laughs> it's hard to explain it any other way. And Mahomes is his guy. Yeah, that's right. Well, Mahomes and, and Josh Allen. Yeah. He's an alien, Jim. Or is the greatest incomplete ever thrown, Jim? <laughs> anyway, that's one of the matchups, obviously. Yeah, Nance wasn't too excited either because this game. Uh, well, CBS has the game. They do have the game, right? Why? Well, so he'll be calling it. Right. Wow, so I thought well. he was. He had himself on the golf course already. He was at. Uh, he was. Was that Tory Pines? Yeah, I'm telling you, he's he's thinking about the Masters. They, oh man, they were showing commercials for that, by the way. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. A couple, a few months, two and a half months, something like that. They always come back from commercial break, and Romo will be like, "You'll be there, right, Jim?" Oh, he'll be there. That's right, Tony. Yes, I will. <laughs> and then on the other side, you got the Niners. Forward, touchdown! Unbelievable comeback. You know, not to take anything away from the Niners, I think just most so many people, except in Northern California, I mean, the whole country were rooting for, was rooting for uh, the Lions. For sure. I was. I feel disappointed. No, and I think that's the thing. It's, it's, it's kind of like a letdown this morning. You were thinking, wow, the Lions are up 17 points at halftime. They're really going to do it. They're going to pull this off. No team has ever come back from 17 points down in a championship game, and the 49ers did it. So credit to them. You know, they, they got it done. They took advantage yeah, of the Lions' mistakes hey. and bad coaching. They took advantage and got it done. You know what? I was trying to justify that, that to myself this morning getting ready. I'm like, you know what? If you, that With coaching that bad, you shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. I know. You, you really shouldn't. Like if like if he had made, Dan Campbell had made calls that bad and they still pulled it out with a miracle, they, they shouldn't have. I would have been happy, but sure. you, you can't. You can't do that. The, the term kick the field goal was oh. trending on Twitter this morning. Yeah, take the points. The football gods hate it when you don't take the points and they give it to you. And in every time I've ever seen that happen, something freaky happens yep. to, to bite you in the butt after that. And they, they did it. They, all they had to do in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, all they had to do was kick a field goal, tie the game, <laughs> would have been a 48-yard field goal. Instead, they go for it on fourth and two, incomplete. The 49ers drive down the field and score a touchdown. Three minutes left in the game. They're up by 10. That was the end of it. And there you go. So, you know, you want to be aggressive. I get it. But you also have to be smart. And yeah, mistakes hurt you as well. Drop passes. They fumble the ball. Of course, but still. You still had a chance there at the end. You can't put an analytic or a number on momentum. Getting a crowd back into it is a massive thing. It just, it it shifts. It does. But again, good for the 49ers. It's just disappointing because the Lions were that close. I know the real reason why the Niners won. I just found this. What? So they had Journey. San Francisco band, sure, based originally, uh, performed before the game. Oh, might, might have been halftime. I don't know, but you know, don't stop believing. Oh yeah, born and raised in South Detroit. That that lyric. Yes, they didn't say that because they're playing Detroit. Oh, they replaced it. Here we go. Here it comes. Oh, I see what they did there. Petty or smart. I think it's smart. I, I think so, too. You know why else? I think the Lions lost. It was bad karma. Not to make a pun with their, their with Taylor Swift, but it was bad karma because Eminem was at the game. Oh, yeah, here's, I saw that. Here's your dichotomy of two fan bases. <laughs> you have Kansas City with Taylor Swift, you know, wholesome all-American uh-huh. girl, all that, right? And then you have Detroit with Eminem, who's flicking fans off. He's up in the skybox and flicking 49ers fans off during the game. Let me tell you something, you though. Go. Detroit fans were like, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they love it. Eight Mile. <laughs> That's their guy. They love that. Could you, we were that close to having an Eminem versus Taylor Swift Super Bowl. Oh, that would have been. Oh, yes. my God. There would have been two diss tracks out. And, oh, oh, just beautiful. Oh, All well. good, though. We got a good matchup. We do. It's, it's a rematch of uh, four years ago. 
You're more excited than Romo is. Tell I you that I, much. I'm trying. All right, we've got somebody uh, has to be if Romo's not. Here's what else is going on. Sad news. Uh, one of the biggest stories internationally is uh, three American service members were killed in a disgusting overnight drone attack in Jordan, coming from Iran. I mean, funded and organized right. by Iran. Everybody knows that. President Biden says the U.S. will respond. What does that mean? To what degree? We don't know. Uh, he held a moment of silence for the soldiers killed during an event in South Carolina on Sunday. He said it's a tough day in the Middle East. Yeah, it's a tough day in America, too, Joe. Yeah. He may talk about this today. Maybe there's a full-on press release, uh, press conference. I don't know. The war reportedly is coming to South Florida, specifically Palm Beach County, tomorrow. I don't know if those plans are going to change, but that was reported mm. last night. I don't know why yet, though. They're not saying why. No, we we, we actually just found this out last night because they were talking about, you know, uh, like restricted airspace and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was news to us. They kind of came across, so we'll see why he's coming here. Maybe we'll find out later today. Could be. I, you know, I don't know. It's just a, it's a, there's nothing good about it, obviously. First and foremost, you're concerned yeah. about those three service members' families, which just is just awful. And right. then what kind of response? What are we talking about? Are we inching closer and closer to this? That's what I'm wondering, too. So not, not only what kind of response, but I'm also wondering where is, is the response. Yeah, right. True. Good right? point. Right. Is it in Iran, which would obviously be a, a whole new level of escalation? Yeah. Are you going back to Yemen? Is it something in Jordan? I mean, I don't think so. Man, you hope not. Boy. Uh. I don't know. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's where we are, unfortunately. Just Well, to distract you, jumping back to the Super Bowl for one quick second. Yes, please. This is a rematch. So when people are talking about it at work, but you're not really into it, you know, whatever. Here's your little factoids. It's a rematch of Super Bowl 54. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's going to be at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, which I think was supposed to get an earlier Super Bowl, but COVID screwed that all up. Mm. Weren't they supposed to get the draft, too, and everything they before wore that? Yes, everything? that's right, yes. Uh... 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, CBS. It is a CBS game in Paramount on the 11th, so it will be uh, will be Jim Nance and Tony Romo. Hopefully and, they're more excited. And you can stream it on Paramount, which is also, you know, you yep. talked about the streaming numbers counting for the ratings, so there you go. So I wonder I wonder how many could see. This is a whole new factor now. Says the, the NFL is all excited about Gen Z because of Taylor Swift. That's a real thing. Like It, it really oh, will matter. Absolutely. They're, they'll mostly stream it. Yeah. Is on devices, iPads, phones, whatever it is. I wonder what they'll stream. I guess they'll stream it through Paramount. I don't know. That's that's pretty much it, right? That's or, mostly you know, how they'll watch. Yeah. Or, you know, there's always some type of site out there, some Russian hackers who, you know, have the feed that you can go in the back channels on the dark web. What Russian hackers? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, Usher is going to perform the halftime show. I'm trying. I'm less excited about this than Tony Romo. I was going to see you sounded like Romo there. Ugh. The Chiefs, 49ers, <laughs> Usher. <laughs> well, Two weeks. I thought he was going to say, well, at least we can golf out there, Jim. <laughs> Romo was just, like, visibly disgusted. I think he was. I'm just going to play it one more time. <laughs> Listen to the end. Do it. Yeah, he's heading back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. And a chance to become the first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. <laughs> Maybe because it was the mention of New England. Maybe. And Romo's like, ugh. Bad memories? I mean, he didn't have a lot of rivalries <laughs> with the Patriots. I don't know. Anyway. That's too funny. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. We have more headlines coming up next. And uh, today's clueless celebrity. Did you see this Alyssa Milano thing over the weekend? This is. I thought it was fake. This is a whole nother level of being clueless and just completely blind to what's going on around you. Through this, what she did, we'll tell you about, we've learned she's worth $10 million and she's asking for money in a, in a really gross way. You can't make this stuff up. And more. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Jen's back tomorrow. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Keep it here. I know that's tough to hear. That was Biden in South Carolina. What he said was, we shall respond. Why Not she... exactly the voice of strength. No. He so, always sounds so echoey, too. I'm sure they boost him up, because the, he does go into mumble mode. He's either shouting or mumbling. I don't know. I mean, let, And over 100 cutting-edge inspe inspection machines to help detect and stop fentanyl coming on our southwest border. Oh, God. Anyway, <clears throat> what's important is what he said in there. This is all related to the drone attack. Terrifying, horrifying. Three American service members killed. Overnight drone attack over the weekend in Jordan. 
what he said was, we will respond. We don't know how. I would imagine this calls for, I'd be shocked if he didn't have some kind of a press conference where it's a full statement. Hopefully today, you can't wait on this. You better explain, you know, what the response means. And you made a good point during the break, actually. You said the Pentagon's being really quiet. It's really weird. I, I, I don't like it. I mean, really, it could be one of two things, and I don't think either one is is a good scenario. They're either clueless, yeah, exactly. which we've seen before, so that's not out of the question with this current regime that where they've been absolutely, you know, uh, clueless, or they're just not talking about what they're about to do. Yep. So which could be, which I understand. You can't. Sure. So it's 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 one or the other. Right. Neither of which really <laughs> excite me one way or the other. But no, it's a bad. It's a really bad situation. I mean, and you just hope it's, you know, the lack of communication isn't because they don't know what they're doing yet. I mean, right. I hate to say that, and it sounds far-fetched, but we had a defense secretary that was out of action. Nobody knew. I don't think it's they, that I far- mean, they didn't know. It's okay that we didn't know. Right. I mean, I, I don't think it is that far-fetched, honestly, just just for the reason that you said. And look at how we withdrew from Afghanistan two mm-hmm. and a half years ago, August of 21, which was the last time that I can remember we have, you know, U.S. troops killed on, on foreign soil. And now here we are talking about three U.S. troops killed in Jordan, dozens injured, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah, that's that true too. Don't forget about them. That's right. Uh, it's just, it's just what happens with with weak foreign policy, weak leadership. You know that you can be, you know, bullied around. It's exactly what it is. As this is this this is the end result. And now we're just you said it before. We're, we're playing, you know, beat the clock. Just get us to the election, we, please. We American service members killed. This is this is what we have. We shall Voice of strength. Sounds like he's fallen over. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll follow up on that. Uh, President Trump, by the way, at Truth Social had like a three-parter of uh, explaining what led up to this. Exactly what you said with weak leadership. What we should do. What will go on in the future when he's in. He laid it up. It's too long to read. It was pretty good, though. I might uh, throw that on the morning show blog. It's pretty well said. No doubt about that. Speaking of Trump, he had a Vegas rally. Boy, there was a lot of people there. Fresh off the heels of, oh, how about this one we got off the air Friday? An $83 million judgment for this lunatic E. Jean Carroll out of New York. That's right. Yes, that's right. absolute disgusting nightmare of a court case. What a farce. It was a banana courtroom. It was insane. Uh, you know, I like, Jen always teases me because I love Alina Haba 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 oh, there. Oh, yeah. But boy, she was on fire, that press conference. <laughs> Leading it off with saying, this is not America. No. First question out of the press pool was, do you still support the former president? Because She goes, yes, why wouldn't I? She was livid. You talk about just an absolute farce of of a justice system when it comes to what they're doing against Donald Trump. $83 million for this woman who can't even say when it happened, what year it was. I looked into, for this whole case, by the way, too, there was a lot of speculation that she actually got the idea from a Law & Order episode. I I didn't think much of that until after the the judgment happened. I kind of looked into that a little more. No, it's word for it's like the plot. My gosh, I mean, she's a total loon. Oh yeah, and she's, she's completely funded by. Oh, we yeah. found out who the funding was behind this whole thing. Reed Hoffman, the guy who runs LinkedIn, who owns oh, it. Oh, jeez, it's from him. Wow, really? He funded the entire court case. <laughs> I, I don't know. It is what it is. But he said he he did address it. You know, he's some of his best rallies happen right after he feels like he's been treated badly in some some way. And he talked about that. They say the president that was treated the worst was Abraham Lincoln, but he had the Civil War, you know, so. And I haven't seen the new list, but if I'm not number one over Abraham Lincoln, I will be very disappointed. He's always just about, you know, he had that Civil War, but, you know, know, okay. He was, was, you know, assassinated, everything like that. (laughs) Treated very badly. You know, he was assassinated at the theater. I was treated worse than him. (laughs) Jeez. Fair, man. Some of the stuff he says. But also, it's true, there's there's always, like, you know, a a, a moment of truth there with the stuff that he's saying when you, you get through the Trumpisms. What we're seeing is, like, like we said, it's, it's a mockery of justice. And not only in this case, but in all the cases. It's been absolutely insane, ridiculous, and just flat out wrong. The, the, the scary thing is if it ever trickled down to the point where they go after normal people, too, in this. If you can right. completely taint a justice system and a court system to go after a political enemy. That, they're right. His first name is, was, this isn't America. He's right. That's not America. I don't know... He's not going to pay her a cent. I mean, I don't know how no, he's going to get out of pain, it's just, but it's just more of the to get it in the headlines. There's yeah. enough people out there who literally will not spend a, a, a half a second to look into what this really means. They'll go, "Oh, he must be guilty of something." Right. It's all it is. 
that's yeah, that's pretty much it. All because now they can say, oh, well, he, they said he had to pay eighty three million, so he must have done it. Must be guilty of something, right? <clears throat> Alyssa Milano is guilty of being an absolute <laughs> dope. In fact, she wins today's today's clueless celebrity. Nice. I had to uh, I had to look, make sure this wasn't fake, and it's not because she actually tweeted it out. It was from her. Uh, through this, we found out, well, I'll tell you how much she's worth after this, but this is what Alyssa Milano, pretty well-known A-minus level actress, B-plus A-minus level, right? Yeah. She tweets out over the weekend, my son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. All right. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. Oh, jeez. You can read more about the team <laughs> and make a donation here. And there's a link to her GoFundMe account. It's oh, real. You, this, this really happened? Yeah. She's kids twelve. Oh my god! Now through this, people did some digging, and it's you can you can find out you know if you're ever curious enough. She's she's got a net worth of ten million bucks. She also drives a two hundred thousand dollar car, but she oh, wants you okay. and me and everybody else <laughs> to give her some money for her GoFundMe trip for her kids baseball trip. You can't make this stuff up. For for the team though, it wasn't just her, you know. Right. Not everybody's worth ten million, I'm sure, in her community. So why can't she pay for this? Is obviously the question people are asking, <laughs> right? I mean, you're gonna ask people to pay for this when you're you're a millionaire, okay? She's also married. I did not know this to David Boglari, one of the heads of the Creative Arts Agency (CAA), major Hollywood talent. I did not know that. They are loaded. Oh, they're, they're loaded. On her own, she'd be worth right. plenty of money. But he's loaded, too. Oh, <laughs> now, keep in mind, when you talk about you know being a, a clueless uh, celebrity, right. this is the same woman who, during COVID, wore a mesh crocheted mask. <laughs> okay? Keep that in mind. Because that's going to stop the vid. <laughs> My gosh. Now, we can laugh about this, but now this is going to infuriate you. Yes. Because as of last night, oh boy, she had put no. on, you know you put on a goal of of what you want to raise on the GoFundMe. This is actually working. People are giving money. The goal was ten thousand. Oh my! It gosh. had surpassed eleven thousand oh, as of gotta, last night. So so me. listen, it's it's you get you get what you support. I guess that's what it is. You know what? We have this celebrity fascination in this country. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reverse my course here. <laughs> Good for her. Oh she, yeah, she if you knows, can swing it. Yeah, there there are so many stupid people out yes. there, and she knows it. Right, that they can. They probably sat at, at the dinner table, her and her husband, and said, "Why should we pay for it? Let's just ask the stupid people who are going to pay for it. They'll they'll all donate to a GoFundMe if you ask. Let's ask these minions. You got enough fans, Alyssa? Yeah, you people know, chiming in, pitching for, in. That's right. Good for her. If you're smart enough to to do the grift, good on you. Then people are going to fall for it. My gosh, it's unbelievable. It is. I know. It's infuriating. <laughs> We got rapid fire coming up next. Good. We're only at 66% because Jen's out, but we're going to pull through. We're going to get it done. I got to find something. I know, me too. <laughs> Just thinking that, too. Jeez. Oh, Jen's not here to remind us. <laughs> we'll catch up on all the headlines. And there was a lot over the weekend. It's coming up next the South Little Morning Show. Keep it here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. That's right. Welcome back in for the weekend. Beautiful weather. We got that going on. We're down. We're down to team member, Diener. We're down to 66% power. Jen's out till tomorrow, taking a little extra time. That's right. But we'll power through, baby. We're going to do our best. <laughs> All right. I know you're going to have, you're going to be loaded up with Super Bowl stuff. So I'm going to start off with uh, something you may not have heard over the weekend. What do you got? This got closer to ever happening before and they put Michael McCall a House Republican from Texas on the watchdog list for this thing because he was the one calling for Alejandro Mayorkas's uh, impeachment oh. he went on Fox News Sunday and he said this 8 million encounters 300 on the terror watch list 200 million people dead now thanks to fentanyl poisoning that is a dereliction of duty and breach of the public trust it is sufficient to impeach you can kind of see where they're going here. Marjorie Taylor Greene has also called for his impeachment, obviously. But you got somebody that, see, she'll get it going behind the scenes. McCall is maybe a little smoother in how he says it. And maybe he'll be the guy presenting it. He'll be the face of this thing. This is the closest they've come to actually 
bringing impeachment charges against him, though. Well, under dereliction of duty. I would say that's a uh, pretty righteous charge. Uh huh. I would think so. One of many for you know that administration. He's not the got, only one. You've got a Homeland Security Secretary who's allowed an entirely open border, and I know he's just the puppet in this thing. They're pulling his strings. This is an administration policy. I get that. He's still the Homeland Security Secretary. Yeah. Somebody's going to take the fall for this, and I could see them t- them stabbing in the back on this too from the administration. Well, no, that, that's a good point, right? You know, who's going to be the fall guy? Because listen, as you get closer to the election. Immigration is turned into the number one issue. It is. Every if, time. If, if Biden really is going to be the candidate, which he seems stubborn enough to, to stay there right now, yep. then they don't want to blame it on him, right? If they want to distance him from that, they would say, well, it's so-and-so's fault. Maybe my Orcus is the fall guy. I don't know. Closest they've come to actual actually getting this done, though. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I guess know. so. Well, you did mention the Super Bowl, Bill, so I'll start there. Super Bowl! Super Bowl 58 is set, and it's the same matchup as Super Bowl 54, which took place down here in Miami. Oh, that's right. Remember that, actually? I uh-huh. reported live from there with uh, the morning. Wow, that was four years ago. Four years ago. Holy cow. Man, you're just a cub reporter. Oh, well, it's just a- <laughs> We've been doing the show together. You know what? You know what happened too. I remember that because you were walking the halls of the media event, chasing to his family. I was. You were trying to tell his dad, please send him to the Dolphins. That's right. And he got (laughs) stiff-armed. Threw me down. (laughs) I saw Dan Marino. I froze in my tracks. Did you really? I did. That was a boy. That was a wild time four years ago. (laughs) And so that was the 49ers and Chiefs. And now here we are. Same thing this time going to Vegas. And the Chiefs won that game, of course. But this year around, the 49ers are favored. Now, here's the thing. is This is pretty interesting to, to look at the line. Right. So this opened up at 49ers minus 2.5 was the opening line last night. About five minutes after that Lions game ended, Vegas had the line. But now, it seems like the public so far, the betting money has gone towards San Francisco. The 49ers have increased from 2.5 opening line to now up to... Favored by four and a half. I could see it. For Super Bowl 58. You know what it is? People are, are are enamored with the comeback. Yeah. Coming down from 17, what was it, 20-something unanswered? I forget what it was. It was, yeah. Uh, that's right, 27 unanswered. So maybe that's a little bit of glow from the game and how it ended last night, but maybe that'll settle down. You know how the lines work, everybody, right? It's where Vegas needs more money to go. They'll adjust the line. Sure. That's, uh, that's what they do. It's going to go back and forth. You right. might have your, you know, whales, as they call them, guys who come in and bet a million dollars on one side, so that's going to move the line the other way. Right. It's going to shift back and forth before, you know, kick off in two weeks. There's going to be a lot of money, a lot of money poured in in the next couple of weeks in this game. So, I don't know, man. The past couple of weeks, the Chiefs have been the underdog, and they've won. So, it looks like they're going to be the underdog in this one coming up in, in two weeks. Maybe that trend continues. We'll see. Even though I'm not excited about this matchup, this is my nightmare scenario. Oh, no. You cannot uh, you know, disparage either of these teams. First of all, the Chiefs, it's for real. I mean, your dynasty talk is totally legitimate yeah. now. Four totally legit now. Yeah. And to come back and to do it in different ways, right. this is mostly led by defense. It was. They Remember, leaned on the defense and they got it done. This whole, yeah. at least the half-assed half <laughs> part of the season, they did. <laughs> this was a year that a lot of people, including myself, said the Chiefs are down. That you know this isn't their year. They looked kind of mediocre through the regular season, and now yep. four out of five years they're they're in the big game. Have you ever, in your time watching football, go back to the last week of the regular season into Wild Card Weekend, into the division round, and now this? Have you seen such worse coaching? I've never in my life seen so many coaching mistakes. Just awful. Yeah. Awful. No, you're right. It was it was bad, and especially yesterday with, uh, you know, Dan Campbell from the Lions. Really bad coaching decisions. God. Hey, man, Campbell, take the points. Yeah, you need to take the points. The football gods give you a chance to go up by two or three scores. Take it. Especially in that situation, NFC Championship game, you're nursing a lead. And it... It never Ugh. fails. When you, whenever you whenever you disrespect the football gods, something freaky happens immediately after that. Sure enough, a, a, a bobbled interception yeah. that winds up in the hands of the receiver that wound up being a scoring drive immediately after. It's it's true. Good God. Well, we have our matchup, though, so we'll see how it turns out two weeks away. News-wise, President Biden says the U.S. will respond. Here's the question. We just don't know how, when, why, where. After three American service members, and this was just awful. 
killed over the weekend. Overnight drone attack in Jordan. Everybody seems to understand it was funded and organized by Iran, so we don't know what kind of response it's going to call for. But uh, Biden held a moment of silence for the soldiers killed during an event in South Carolina on Sunday. Uh, next, we'll have more on that to go into in depth. President Trump actually he released a three-part statement on Truth Social about what led up to this weakness of the administration, where to go from here. As it, it was well-written, too. It's worth it's worth your time if you happen to come across it. Yeah, maybe I'll throw it on the blog today. We'll yeah. see. Well, I'll finish off with movie news. Bill, you may have seen this yesterday. The trailer came out during the championship games for Despicable Me 4. Saw it. This was looks one of, great. It looks really good, actually. And this was one of those movies at the start of the year. You know, they came out with like a list of movies coming out this year. People are excited for oh, yeah. Dune. You know, uh, this the sequel to Dune. People are excited for this was on the list. Despicable Me 4 comes out July 3rd, and it features Will Ferrell as the voice of Jen with here. Should we go, oh, no, not him. <laughs> Sorry, Jen. Despic- imagine if it had The Rock, Jimmy <laughs> Farrell, Jimmy Fallon, and, Will, and Ferrell. Will Ferrell. All together. Oh, my God. That's Jen's trifecta. So he's playing the villain. Well, of course, him and Steve Carell go way back. They've done you know a bunch of movies, Anchorman, everything like that oh, together. Yeah. And uh, it also features Gru's baby. There's Baby Gru. It looks, and he hates Gru. He hates Gru. <laughs> I'm lying. I think those uh, those Illumination Studio movies have been so good. They have. Really good. Yeah, everything with, with the minions. and it, it looks really fun. So look out for Despicable Me 4, July 4th weekend. How about that? Outstanding. So you know it's going to be a big one if they're putting it out July 4th weekend. I love it. All right, and as we uh, wrap up Rapid Fire for this time, you're going to hear a lot of Taylor Swift stories for the next two weeks. I know that's been a story. I know the vitriol is out there. People are sick of her. People are accusing her of ruining the NFL. I understand that. We're just going to get the first Swifty story out of the way right now. Oh. So you at least know about it. And I don't care who you are, whether you think of her, whether you like the Swifties or not, you cannot not be impressed by this. A Swifty broke a world record by naming 34 songs in 60 seconds. Oh my gosh. It's incredibly impressive. I'm not even sure I can name, like... I know! All NFL teams in 60 seconds. I know! That's amazing. The guy who did it lives in Pakistan. What? The official (laughs) title is the most Taylor Swift songs identified from their lyrics. Somebody read them out loud. It took them an average of 1.8 seconds to name each song. Wow. Here's here's a little (laughs) audio. So they read all the lyrics and he just blurted it out. But he got it. Now he has the record. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if Taylor Swift could recognize that many I'm, of her own songs. I was going to say, I don't know if she could do that in, in a minute. I doubt it. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, good for him. Well, you know, <laughs> wow. there it is. Here Everybody has talent, I guess. A whole weekend of more plane issues. What's going on with Boeing? Are they safe to fly? All that good stuff. Well, let's find out. Uh, coming up next. Yeah. With Jay Ratliff. That's Flight right. 850, our aviation segment is coming up. We'll get to him next. The South Florida Morning Show. Jen's back tomorrow. There's Dean or I'm Bill. Good here. We have no choice within moments of my inauguration. We will begin the largest domestic deportation operation in America. No, we don't usually lead into a segment of Flight 850 with Jay Ratliff, our aviation expert, talking about really not too much political. I think we've kind of been forced into it now, though, because it's happening. We've got airports quickly becoming overrun with illegal immigrants. We've talked about Jen, who have two, Dean or I have. You can see it wherever you go, and it's at multiple airports throughout the country. That's right. It's an issue that affects everybody. Just actually saw this at Logan Airport when we were up there a couple of weeks ago. What do you do? What happens with it? And a lot more. Let's go to them. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, First of all, Jay, good morning. Welcome back. I hope it was a good weekend. I, 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 I really mean it, though. I mean, I didn't expect to have to talk about this when we probably started to see this problem really pick up a couple of years ago. And of all places, though, of all places, because we've seen shelters, we've seen temporary tents, we've seen hotels in New York City. Why airports? Well, they're open 24-7. They're heated. And as these uh, southern states continue to bus uh, illegal immigrants to the northern states, we have places like Illinois and Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, where those centers you mentioned quickly became filled, and that meant that people had to find a, a place to go to to 
stay warm and uh, to, to remain, and that's where airports come into place. We see a lot of that in Atlanta with some of the homeless population that, w- that will try to use part of the airport, but Boston and Chicago right now um, are being inundated with people that are not only going there for warmth, but they're just staying there, camped out. And a lot of these airports are asking for federal funding to help them cope. And a lot of people are saying, wait a minute, the federal funding is designed to keep the airport running, the economic engine turning, not as a shelter. So there's kind of a back and forth here. But uh, regardless of, uh, you know, what what they're hoping to do as far as moving forward, the fact remains we're seeing more and more airports right now become shelters uh, across the, the, the northern part of the country when before it was something that just kind of impacted a lot of southern states. Not the case now. When we first started talking about this, when it became a big issue, and I think I think it was O'Hare first, and then New York, and then it happened. I know L.A. has dealt with it, too. A lot of the questions we got from listeners was, well, what do you mean at the airports? Are they talking about at the, you know, like the loading area outside at, at uh, departures? Are you talking about actual inside or at the terminal? Where specifically have you seen it? Uh, we've seen it inside a lot of the baggage claim areas. And, you know, think about it when you take somebody to the airport. Uh, without a ticket at most airports, you can't get through the security checkpoint. Right. So, but there are a lot of other areas that you have around the ticket counter areas, the baggage claim areas, and other areas within the airport where there is a substantial room. And when you have that, you've got people that are finding a corner, sitting there, and just staying there with their family as they're trying to, uh, you know, wait for whatever it is as far as the next step in their process happens to be. And as a result, you're seeing airports now coping with this from the issue of, you know, trying to keep the airports cleaned and, and everything else. But a lot of the airports are also trying to make sure that the travel experience at their airport is one that is, you know, is one that is not going to be interfered with when you've got a lot of people in the baggage claim area that you've got to work your way through yeah. simply to retrieve your luggage and then and then exit the airport. So it's becoming a problem that is, is growing by the week. And what's going to end up taking place, we really don't know. But it's, uh, well, I, we do know, fix the immigration issue at the border and it'll stop right. a lot of this. Exactly. But uh, sadly, that's since it seems to be something that, uh, obviously, this administration, uh, it's more of a open the door, let them come through versus uh, any sort of a process. A number of years ago, I went to a swearing-in ceremony in Cincinnati when they were swearing in, I think, 72 people that went through the process legally. It oh, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing, thing if you've ever seen it. It's awesome. It is, and it's just it's unfortunate that uh, so many people are being allowed to circumvent what is the natural process to become part of this great country. Are we at the point now where we can ask the question, too, because so many airports are affected by this, and citizens, was this from city officials placing them there, guiding them there, or was this just completely organic word spread that, hey, we can go to the airport, it's open 24-7? I think it's the latter, although I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't say that there wasn't some direction from some people, but a lot of these individuals, they will, uh, you know, they're just looking for places that are open 24-7. They're not going to be allowed to stay in the lobbies there. Right. Airports have so many people coming and going that a lot of times you can kind of come in there and sit for hours, and you simply look like a passenger that's waiting for a connecting flight. So it's it, it, it's not really an issue now when you start having several hundred people show up and stay there. It, it is something that's obviously much different. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not the typical landscape of what you see at airports. And right now airports that are already kind of being stretched from a financial standpoint – are trying to say, hey, how can we keep keep up with this? Because, you know, th- there's additional resources that we need to stay on top of all of this, and right now we can't. So it's going to become more and more of an issue, and it's going to be interesting to see how it's dealt with as we move forward. All right, as we wrap up here in the minute or so we have left, the quote we were referencing back uh, <laughs> all week last week about Boeing from you was, yeah, I just don't trust Boeing these days. Have you fallen off that opinion, or is it pretty much the same? <laughs> Oh, it's the same. I mean, well, look, Boeing was going to ramp up the production of the Boeing MAX aircraft to, to more than the 30 a month they're doing. And the FAA came in and said, no, you're not, because we've got to make sure that you're doing what you need to be doing. Boeing has not learned their lesson from years past. And as a result, it's going to take a long time for me to start even beginning to trust Boeing. And, and that's really sad, because Boeing used to be one of my favorite companies in aviation. Oh, I know. Right now, they, they simply seem to be in such a rush, and the more that we're hearing, the more unsettling it's becoming, uh, especially with additional whistleblowers coming forward about what that state of production is for those airplanes. And it's alarming is, uh, is an understatement, a massive understatement. 
Well, we'll see what happens with it. I didn't know whether you're going to fall off that opinion or not, but you seem to be doubling down on it. So we'll. Uh... Oh, I am. I right. You know, they they they've lied to too many people. It cost yeah. people their lives, and that's inexcusable. So. But, you know, hey, on the good news, because I always like to finish with good news, uh, if anybody's traveling today, I think Boston's going to be the only problem child of the day. So I think today's probably going to be one of the better days of the week to travel. So I'm glad the day we get to chat, we get to, to brag on that. Jay, I'm from Boston. It's been the problem child of the country since 1776. <laughs> hey, and that's okay. I, I, I love that city. But we'll we started the country, the, damn it. That's right. <laughs> we'll go up there and stay at, uh, you know, the... Uh, the um, hotel up there, I, I can't remember where it was at, where Kennedy had his uh, announcement. The, oh, yeah. Um, the name escapes me, and we're up there all the time. But, you know, my wife and I love that city. It's a great town. All right. For Flight 850 Fun, 850WFTL.com and com to make some money with J2. With all that said, we will see what happens at airports and in the sky. We'll talk to you in a week, pal. Thanks again. Looking, looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. You got it, Ming. Well, we've got Super Bowl stuff to cover, Diener, coming up next, but we also have the all-important Snoop Dogg endorsement. Can't forget about that. You cannot win an election, as we saw in 2020, unless Snoop Dogg has endorsed you. I, I think I'm calling the election for Trump right now. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Wasn't the only rapper that endorsed him either. That's right. All right, and more we got coming up next. Jen is back tomorrow. There's Diener on Bill. Keep it here. That'll be that, all right. Overcoming a 17-point deficit, the San Francisco 49ers, deservedly so, though, because of stupid coaching mistakes from Detroit. They beat the Lions. They're moving on. Yeah, the and dream now, is dead. The dream is gone. <laughs> I actually feel, like, sad. I do. As a bandwagon yeah. fan, I jumped on the Lions bandwagon late. Didn't know what the hell I was talking about, and I actually feel sad. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I think a lot of people felt like they were they were the you know the underdog story because they had never gone to a Super Bowl before, and you thought, well, they they have a chance. That would be so cool to see. Would have been so cool. They were so close, <laughs> but no, not to be. And then you got this, and you could. You know what surprised me the most? This game is on CBS, and Jim Nance couldn't get excited about it. <laughs> Come on, Jim, pick it up. Yeah, he's heading back yep. to the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Here it comes. Listen to Romo. And a chance to become the Here first team since New England of 2003 and four to go back to back. Oh, no. Ugh. <laughs> Tony Romo's going to get a talking do for that. I, it's so funny. I did not catch that watching it live. I didn't either. It's it's real subtle in there. Ugh. It's just, oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Because he can't have his dream. While, while Nance was talking, Romo's going, why can't Josh Allen play Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Why don't we realign the conferences? Oh, that, oh, it'd be the best, Jim. Oh, you would love it. So we are going to get a Tony Romo called Super Bowl then. Oh, yes, we are. Okay. Oh, yes, we get are. Ready for it. Hey, on the other side, on Fox, you know who I really like, though, is Greg Olson. Yes. Yeah, he does a really good job. I think he's good. When yeah. Brady comes back, I hope he doesn't boot him out. I know. That's 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 the thing. I mean, he is going to. So Because Brady is going to do, and he will be in the booth, too. It's just not going to be pre- and post-game stuff. He's going to be calling games for Fox starting next season, 2024 season. The time is coming. He said he wanted to, you know, brush up on his broadcasting skills before then. We'll see. Imagine, uh, imagine how intense that coaching's going. <laughs> He's going over the, you know, because they do these practice things. They'll watch a game on TV and they'll call it as they go. And it's like, oh, I was so stupid there. <laughs> I got the one wrong. Is he going to like yell at his broadcast partner like he used to yell at Gronk and Edelman? <laughs> what are you doing over there? I said, cut in. <laughs> anyway. It was third and two, not third and three. <laughs> Come on. The matchup is set. Like you said, it's a rematch. It is. From uh, Super Bowl 54 from Miami. Yeah. Uh, only a third of Americans can name last year's Super Bowl champs. That shouldn't surprise you. And it should tell you how much more the NFL has to go, how much more of the pie they can cut into. Which is why, as we've said many times, they don't care at all. How big the Taylor Swift thing has gotten? They and don't it, care. No, it's true. They, they love it. Oh, they have you know sunk their claws into it. And it's funny because I was trying to think back myself. Of course, the Chiefs won last year. They're trying to repeat, like you heard it in the clip there from Jim Nance. But I was trying to think back. Well, the Chiefs have gone to four out of five Super Bowls. So it was like, when were they not in it? And it was a couple of years ago. It was the Rams against the Bengals. Yep. When the Rams ended up beating Cincinnati. Yep. When Joe Burr was in it. Yeah. That Man. was that was a good game. It was a good game. Remember that game, but before that, they remember they lost to the Buccaneers. Yep. And but their first time around was 
this matchup now. It was Chiefs 49ers, like you said, 2020 in Miami. Mm-hmm. They beat the 49ers, and they lost to the Buccaneers with Tom Brady the next year. Then you had that year with the Rams and the Bengals. They went last year, and now they're back again. I don't know. I'm trying to draw up interest with this game because I'm really not interested. I'm really not. No, I'm come like, on. Oh, come on. Give it a few days. You'll get me, more hyped up. It was up. me and Romo going, ugh. <laughs> one, one of them in there. Ugh. I know. I think it's just but, the initial disappointment that the Lions or the Ravens didn't win just to vary things up a little bit. I want to see, because I, I truly think, and all credit to the Chiefs, I think uh, Dynasty Talk is totally legit now. Yeah. It used to be you got to win right. three out of four. I think that's changed a little bit, but still. But I want to see if the same criticism will happen after the if, if there's a second Super Bowl loss in this amount of time for them, as the Pats did. Dynasties don't lose Super Bowls. That's all I heard. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No, I think if you're able to make it to four out of five, win or lose, even like the Bills. I mean, the, the Bills had an AFC dynasty in the early 90s. They were the dominant team, even though they never won. Conference dynasty. <laughs> I mean, it was. Come on now. Listen, I'm saying that for the Bills. I hate the Bills, okay? But if you make four <laughs> straight Super Bowls, there's something to be said about that. Even for the Chiefs, if they lose... You're, you're still, you know... It's not an amazing run. Yeah, it's just no it's, it's an incredible that. run. And if they do win, does, there's been a legit talk about Andy Reid retiring. Does he go out on top? Does he walk away? What's more likely? So would Andy Reid retire if they win or if they lose, or does it matter? Could be either. Yeah. And he's getting up there, too. That's true. All the old coaches are retiring. What if Bill... This is why we have so many bad coaching decisions from young coaches now. That was some bad, bad coaching. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan... Mike Shanahan ended up, you know, coming back around there to uh, get things straight for the 49ers in the second half. But I would say the 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 coaching clinic happened from the guy we're talking about with Andy Reid, one of the old heads, yep. right? Yep. I mean, he just and him and him and Steve Spagnola there, the uh, defense coordinator, they completely outcoached the Ravens coaching staff with John Harbaugh. The Ravens looked completely unprepared. Yeah, they did. Like they weren't even ready. I don't know why. I, it was inexcusable. And they have a they are stacked right now. Now is their time. That's right. What a lost opportunity that was. I would be livid if I was a fan. It of is a lost opportunity. Oh my god! Absolutely. Oh. So we'll see what happens in the big game. A couple weeks though. All right. <laughs> Enough of that. That'll prep you if you're not into the game, but you get get to work today and people are talking about it. So there's a little fact to it. That's right. Oh wait, can I throw in one more? Yes. Because you talk. You okay? You can say this at work. You can impress somebody because I heard this and it blew my mind. This is going to be. Assuming Bill Belichick doesn't pull some type of coup going into the 24 season. Yeah, I don't think so. He's sitting out, I think. It sure seems like it. This is going to be the first time in NFL history that you don't have these three names in the coaching ranks. Curly Lambeau. Okay? (laughs) This is how far back it goes. Yes, that Lambeau, like Lambeau Field for the backers. Tom Landry and Bill Belichick. Those three names have been intertwined within the history. Because they overlapped. They overlapped of the NFL. Was there ever an overlap with Curly Lambeau and Belichick? I don't think so. I think it was too late. Was he like Curly in some front office position with the Packers? <laughs> you know, uh, those uh, leather helmets. Those, uh, <laughs> we got we to we upgrade from those. Belichick was like some 20-year-old grad assistant oh, yeah. under Curly Lambeau. Used, but to no, pay, it's, used to paint with a ham sandwich. <laughs> How insane is that, though? That's correct. That is pretty crazy. From the history of the NFL, has been that that overlap. It was Curly Lambeau, Tom Landry, Bill Belichick, and now for the first time ever, none of those three names are going to be involved. Why? Well, even this playoff year was the first without Belichick and Brady in twenty something. Yeah. Wow. But that. <laughs> All right. Well, outside of football, for a quick second. Yes. President Trump got himself a major, major endorsement over the weekend. Who was it? In fact, I'd go so far as to say you can't win without without this endorsement. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, please. Oh! I, I know. We've talked about Snoop Dogg a lot these days. <laughs> um, Jen brings him up because of the Martha Stewart thing a lot. It's, it's, it's relevant because of how impactful he is, how influential he is. Snoop Dogg, that is. And because you might remember the whole video Snoop did. That's right. Before 2020. Said he was going to vote for the first time in his life just to get Trump out of office. He hated him that much. That's right. Well, now things have turned around. He changed his tune. He's told the British outlet, the Sunday Times, that Trump has only done great things for him. Specifically pointed at Trump's pardon of Death Row Records co-founder Michael Harris. How about that? Who served 30 years in prison for conspiracy. So, maybe selfish reasons, maybe not. Maybe don't. doesn't matter. He's not the only rapper. From that element of uh, influence... 
that has endorsed Trump these days. It does. I mean, we joke about it. It actually does matter. No, it really does. Yeah, all kidding aside, this is actually pretty huge because uh, they, they speak to a segment of the population that normally oh, yeah. would vote Democrat. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. So now you have Snoop Dogg and other rappers who are talking to the, their audience saying, no, Trump, I'm good with Trump. Let's go. And how many young people in their audience? Right. It's, it's, a, a, it's actually a big deal. Now, what I'm waiting for is the Trump response to Snoop yeah, I've always respected Snoop. I, I, enjoy, Snoop. I enjoyed his second record very much. <laughs> they, I mean, they talk to Gen Z and they talk to Absolutely. minorities. Oh, no doubt about it. Those are two, you know, segments of the population that normally vote Democrat. Yep. And it's it's big when you have guys like Snoop Dogg and other rappers coming out against Biden for Trump. It's, it is big. It wasn't his only rap endorsement. Oh, another very influential rapper <laughs> has always endorsed him. This that, is this is funny. And that rapper's name? <laughs> yes. Is Ben Shapiro? You heard that right? That's right. <laughs> we used to have him on the air. He's uh, the editor of the Daily Wire, conservative columnist, author, and now rapper. Number one on iTunes. That's right. I'll tell you how that came to be coming up next, as well as uh, the latest, what's going on with uh, just a terrible scene with a drone attack mm. on American troops. What's our response? We'll find out. Coming up next, the East South Florida Morning Show. Jen's back tomorrow. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Keep it here. I know that's terrible to hear. It's all echoey and he's mumbling, but it's Biden in South Carolina uh, starting a moment of silence for American service members killed by a drone attack, an overnight gutless attack when they were sleeping. And everybody knows it was funded and organized by Iran. But uh, more importantly, the Biden said the U.S. will respond. We don't know how, when, where, how. After he held that moment of silence, uh, he called it a tough day in the Middle East. It's a tough day in the world. That's what it is. Oh, absolutely. You have three American soldiers killed and dozens injured oh, from God. that attack. And I think I think that's the question. You know, you said, you know, how are they going to respond? Because, I mean, the military is going to respond. We, right. we don't know how or when that's going to happen. But I think the biggest question for me is where are they going to respond? That's right. Where it's, and when? Right. I mean, is it, you know, another strike in Yemen? Something with having to do with Jordan? But I, I don't know. Or are you talking about directly... Responding to Iran, and they have denied, you know, any type of uh, connection with this attack. Of course, they're going to deny it. But you talk. I don't think they're going to do anything like, a, you know, a strike in Iran. I would be shocked if they did, because if that happens, you're, you're talking about a, a massive escalation. They're a nuclear power that we've funded. Yeah, exactly. Which is, you know, which goes back to a few weeks ago when Lindsey Graham, of all people, said we should bomb the hell out of Iran. Mm. All right, that doesn't help. Because you combine that with what happened just now, and you're escalating it and motoring towards something that's even worse. So I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with this. The thing we do know is the White House and the Pentagon have been eerily silent since this happened. A couple of generic statements. No official press conference from Biden other than what he said at that South Carolina event. I would imagine something today, like something prepared, some sort of statement to make. I don't know when, where, what, who knows. Um, he is scheduled so far reportedly to be... Actually, in South Florida tomorrow, they're talking about Palm Beach County. Just don't know what the exact schedule is or where he's going to be. Yeah, the timing really is interesting. I mean, I, you, you would think that this trip was planned already before yeah. you know this attack happened over the weekend. But now you're talking about if there is some type of response, is the president going to be in South Florida while right. you know, the military is responding to three soldiers killed in Jordan? I don't know. Uh, you know who did respond? President Trump, a oh. three-parter on Truth Social, which it's too long to read the whole thing, but it actually is really good if you go through the entire thing. I'll jump to part three, page three, he calls it, Okay, uh, where he says, this terrible day yet more proof that we need an immediate return to peace through strength. Those are all in capitals. Sure. So that there will be no more chaos, no more destruction, no more loss of precious American lives. He wraps up the entire thing by saying, our country cannot survive with Joe Biden mm. as commander-in-chief. So It was actually a good statement. It was right away. I mean, it's... It's about as strong as, you know, it gets. And he's right. Listen, you can argue and hate Trump all you want. But when he says peace through strength, mm -hmm. it worked. Right. For four years of his presidency. Right. You can't deny a fact. That's undeniable. So, I, at this point. I mean, people will still try, but it's undeniable. Right. You just look at it. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But it was, I got to say, it was an excellent three-part statement from Trump. That's good. It's really good. It was like an official an official statement that came out right away. Before anybody from the White House had. Of course. 
They're, they're still trying to figure it out. Yep. They're still trying to figure out Afghanistan from two and a half years ago. Oh, boy. All right. Um, hey, by the way, Jen's back tomorrow. Take a little extended weekend. There's Diener on Bill. And we talked before about the all-important endorsement. Well, I can't call it an endorsement. It's just nice words from Snoop Dogg for President Trump. And I'll take that as kind of like a almost an endorsement. But something even bigger happened over the weekend. This guy has always supported Trump, mostly. He kind of does a good Trump, bad Trump kind of thing. True. Ben Shapiro <laughs> he used to be our very own. That's right. He's the next rapper. That's right, rapper. Yeah, you heard it. To support Trump. Ben Shapiro, editor of the <laughs> Daily Wire. I think he lives in South Florida. Now. I swear to God, I think he lives in Boca. I've seen him reference that before. I, I think he moved from L.A. I think he's listening on the app right now, honestly. He was on the air a little while ago on 850 WFTL. He's a writer. Now he's number one on iTunes on the rap charts. He's done it. That's right. It's called it's called Facts. Put, put some respect on Ben Shapiro's name. The amazing thing is we pointed out before that you're going to hear in here, he actually raps slower than he talks. <laughs> it's, it's a good point. He um, does. He does this, does this collaboration with somebody named Tom McDonald. Do you know who that is? I looked a little bit into him. I, I didn't off the top of my head, but apparently he's a Canadian rapper that oh, he is. Gets, gets some flack here and there. Okay. So, but I guess he's had a couple of hits. Well, he's got one now. All right. It's called Facts. Smash it or trash it. Let's Here we go. go. It's I'm number ready. one. Let's just keep it real facts. Don't care how you feel, man. Oh, if you want my pronouns, I'm the man. I'm the man who don't Here, here comes Ben. Here he is. My money like this and my pockets are fat. Doesn't he? He, he, he rap. He actually talks faster than that. I can actually understand what he's saying because he's slowed himself down. Yeah, with a homie, no cap. Look at the grass. Look at my charts. You're blowing money on strippers and cars. You go into prison. I'm on television. Dogs. No one knows who. It doesn't sound like he's rapping. It just sounds like one of his one of his tirades, and they just kind of <laughs> auto tuned it and put it into a song. That's right. He's reading a monologue. You are. Keep hating on me on the internet. My comment section all woke Karens, and I make racks off. But he's still number one. Did he say woke Karens? I don't know what he was talking about. Compound interest, y'all live with your parents. Nikki takes some notes. I just did this for fun. Oh, Nikki takes some notes. I just did this for fun. Okay, he's referring to Nikki Minaj, I think. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Who actually uh, said it's not bad. All right. Does he have beef? Does he have rapper beef with uh, Nicki Minaj? Are, are there diss tracks happening? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nicki responded apparently in a uh, in a post. She said, uh, "Not bad." Not All bad. right. Well, good job, Ben Shapiro. By the way, yes, <laughs> Ben Shapiro's flow there. Did you hear the first line? No. My I, my, my pockets. What did he say? My money's like Lizzo. My pockets are fat. Did you, did you catch <laughs> no, that I did line? not. But that's outstanding. That's what he said. Well, I gotta see if I can find that real quick. I'm the man, I'm the man who don't respect. Let's look at the stats. I've got the facts. My money's like Lizzo. My pockets are fat. There it is. <laughs> my money's like Lizzo. My pockets are fat. That's pretty good. Oh, that's brutal. All right, we got more to cover. A lot happened over the weekend. We'll catch up with Rapid Fire. <laughs> with some quick headlines just past bottom of the hour coming up next. Uh, there's Dina on Bill. Jen's back tomorrow. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Many things happened over the weekend. We'll catch you up before we head into work with some info. Jen's out today, so we're down. We're down to team member Diener. Oh, boy. We'll get it done. She's back tomorrow. I guess we've got to start off with this. And there it is. Because Dan Campbell can't coach. Whoops. All right, that that was a little hyperbole. But he says he doesn't regret his decision. Well, he should. Twice. <laughs> Lions fans Go for it on fourth, especially that first one, because that turned the game. You know what? And the analytics nerds are all out this morning saying, well, it doesn't account for... The actual points per loss was when they dropped passes <laughs> on the fourth, which was true. There were some other things. But you can't put a number on, and you can't put an analytic on the crowd getting back into it. Right. Momentum. Emotion of the players on the sideline. Like, when you get a big stop and they decide stupidly to go forward on fourth down, you don't take the points, it's a massive momentum turn. Oh, 100%. He yeah. should be criticized. All of those things you just said, yes. You, you can't account for that, and it's all real. And those those are game-turning moments. When you have an opportunity oh. to score in a game like that, when the Super Bowl trip is on the line for the first time ever in your franchise's history, then you take the points. Stop overthinking it. Stop being... So aggressive. There's, you're, it's fine to be aggressive, right? I'm not saying to sit back and no, absolutely. You know, but you, there's, there is such a thing as being too aggressive. 
Like situational coaching is a thing, and in that moment, you should have kicked the field goal when you to tie the game with six minutes left instead of going down ten like they did. It was it was the game deciding play. So dumb. Yep. And then earlier on, to go up three scores. Nope. Went four. They were at like the twenty-five or thirty or something that turned everything around. Right. Oh well. Well, nothing to take anything <laughs> away from San Francisco. No. But they win the NFC and they'll be facing. Again, in a rematch of Super Bowl 54 that was down here in Miami. Yeah. They will take on the Kansas City Chiefs. I like to think this is a a redo, by the way, because what what I mean by that is in 2020. Oh, I know. This was the Super Bowl. say it. And then, you know, we know what happened (laughs) a couple months later, about a month later. That's a good way to look at it, though, because some people are going, oh, remember what happened last time? No, this is a redo. We're resetting things. That's it. It's a reset. So it comes full circle. Four years later, we get to do it again. That's right. And this time everything's going to be good All right. after the game. All right, I'm in. Yes, so we're hitting the reset button on that. But what about Taylor Swift, Bill? Oh. Well, here's the thing. Everybody, of course, is talking about, you know, the big moment with her. She's rode this whole season with Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, and they've gone all the way to the big game. She was caught saying, I love you to Travis Kelsey on the oh, field last night. They're exchanging vows. But is she going to be able to go? Oh, yeah. Yeah, when does that tour pick up? So here's what everybody's all going crazy over, but it's okay. Looks like she's going to be able to go because the thing is, she has a concert in Tokyo Saturday night, Tokyo oh. time. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then, of course, the Super Bowl is the next day in Las Vegas. But because of time differences, uh-huh. she's going to be able to fly back to Las Vegas and make it well in time before the game might actually be like Saturday night. Like she's going to have a concert Saturday night in Tokyo and then land in Vegas on Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, she's going to be flying commercial, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. She's going to go through customs and everything. You know, yeah. you can do these things when you have your own private jet. That's correct. Well, so, thank God, because I was worried that, you know, she wasn't going to be there. That's what I wanted to let you know. <laughs> so, don't worry, Bill, and everybody, all the other Swifties. She's going to make it back in time from Tokyo. For the Super Bowl, it's okay. I, it's so fun. I don't even mind like as much as they show her and all this. I, I don't really care. But man, the vitriol that's out there. There is people have they've reached their breaking point now. I know. They're like there was somebody yelled at her in the tunnel <laughs> at MB to whatever that stadium is in Baltimore MBT Bank or something. You literally yelled, "You ruined football!" <laughs> and she snapped back at the person and said, "I didn't do anything." Good, good for her because it isn't her fault. She just, I, I've actually, I've told you, you and Jen this. I'm in the minority with with some groups, but that's fine. I don't mind. I've enjoyed it. I think it's fun. It's a fun storyline. It's added a different dynamic. And the NFL loves it, as we've discussed ad nauseum, because as we said, there's only 1 in 11 people who plan to watch the Super Bowl will know who's in the game. Isn't that amazing? I mean... You're surrounded by it if you're a fan. It's like, oh, everybody knows that. You know the facts and all this other stuff. There is a massive part of the pie out there there the NFL is still trying to grab. It really is. And this young Gen Z female demographic, they love it. It's huge. Love it. So when you go to that Super Bowl party, Mm. you know what's going to be going on. All right. Well, when it comes to politics, and I'm sorry you can't avoid it because it's an election year and it's a Mm -hmm. massive story and Trump lives right here. Well, we we try to treat politics like it's sports. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of like the energy we try to bring to it. a lot of analogies. Nevada caucus is in a few days, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wow. Well, what would you think about this? Think of of this as kind of like NFL free agency when it comes to Trump. Okay, I like it. The rumor circuit over the weekend. Did you hear this? Oh, no. What do you got? The offer has already been out. That's the rumor part. To make Robert F. Kennedy Jr. the VP. It's silly season. This is like uh, <laughs> this is what happens. This is like your favorite NFL team reaching out to potential offensive coordinators, That's which right. I'm going through right now. Trump. This is according to the New York Post. Trump operatives expressed an interest in Kennedy early on, but it was all premature. Said one person close to the Trump campaign, right out of the box when Bobby announced Bobby in April he was running for president. It was early. Yeah. But, but the same source says anything's possible. I wouldn't write it off by any means. Really? Okay, we'll see. Very interesting. Very interesting. I don't know. I saw that there was the Trump campaign was saying no, 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 it's not happening. Uh huh. They're denying any involvement. There are some real legit names that actually are going on the record though, saying, "Oh, that's totally plausible." Wow. They're not writing it off like laughing it off at all. I just want to see the Democrats melt down over a Kennedy aligned with Trump somehow, some way. I don't care. I'm here for it. Listen, you've had people say that, you know, Trump should take Nikki Haley to get the moderate vote and things like that, you know, or, or, you know, suburban women. Yeah. 
you could completely go the other way and take RFK Jr. Oh, yeah. Take the, get, you know, that huge segment of independent voters. Oh, yeah. And he is, technically, he is an independent right now. Yeah, that's right. Or Democrats who don't like Biden, mm-hmm. and maybe they can stomach voting for Trump because RFK Jr. is on the ticket. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. And it'll probably happen anyway that this rumor floated out there. The mud that's going to be slung about Bobby Kennedy Jr. now. Oh, yeah. From the Democrat press. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be unreal. I don't think it's going to happen, but man, the waves that would create. Axios is going to be like, did RFK Jr. kill a man? No, no. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Did he start COVID? (laughs) You wait. It's coming. Oh, yeah. Boy, I love it. It is. It's true. It's like it's like NFL free agency. It's it's silly season. All the rumors come out. You have to look at it that way to keep yourself entertained. Yes. Because you can't avoid it. Well, I'll finish off with this, Bill. And I I really wanted to save this story for tomorrow just to incense Jen. But you're out of other stuff. Yeah. So I'm going <laughs> to so throw it in now because Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, my God. You're going to see more of him. Talk about, you know, people getting sick of Taylor Swift or whatever. There's yep. people who are sick of The Rock. Well, he's going to be involved with the Daytona 500, which, by the way, is... Only a few weeks away. I couldn't believe the commercials because the, the NFC game was on Fox. It's, it is. It's days away. Sunday, February 18th. Of course, the Super Bowl of racing since we're talking about the big game. And The Rock is going to be the Grand Marshal for this year's Daytona 500. <laughs> yeah. Jen's off today, but I know exactly what she would say. We've all worked with her for so long. Yes. Oh. I am not going to watch that at That's all. That's right. <laughs> Diener, when is that part of it over so I can watch the rest of the race? That's right. You guys let me know when, when The Rock isn't on. You- <laughs> <laughs> Are they going to put him in a car, too? That's right. Watch. Watch. They'll have him win the race, and then he'll put it on Instagram. You <laughs> <laughs> can say he won. <laughs> I can see it all. Oh, I'm sorry, Jen. It's going to be The Rock, Jimmy Fallon, and yeah. Will Ferrell. <laughs> Waving the checkered flag, Jen. Oh, sorry, Jen. It's happening. <laughs> the Rock will be the Grand Marshal. Oh, God. He's everywhere. Yes, he is. That's for sure. That's okay. He's promoting. I saw him also promoting that UFL. Yeah. The merger between XFL and USFL. I'm excited about this. I think that's why he's probably doing this, oh, is I, to help promote that. Because doesn't Fox have the contract? Yeah. All right. So. There you go. I'm fine with that, then. There you go. Because it means more football. That's right. Spring football on the way. Jen's Birmingham Stallions. That's right. That was her team. One of the they teams won. that survived. That's right. All right. We got uh, a couple more headlines, but more importantly, today's clueless celebrity. We will name and tell you why she's clueless. This is incredible. We talk about tone deaf. And it worked. Oh, yeah, it did. My gosh. That and more coming up next. The self Loader Morning Show. Jen's back tomorrow. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Keep it here. Let's catch you up a little bit before we get to some fun stuff. By the way, Jen's coming back tomorrow. There's Diener. I'm Bill. The South Florida Morning Show. If you missed anything, it's on the Morning Show blog, mm-hmm. 850WFTL.com. I know you put the Snoop Dogg thing on there, didn't you? Oh, we sure did, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg is giving a shining endorsement. Well, maybe endorsement is too strong We're going to call it endorsement. Go ahead. <laughs> endorsement, support, kind words, whatever you want to say, towards Donald Trump. And keep in mind, this was... Three years removed from him posting a video where he held up a toy gun to a fake Donald Trump. So so it's not that. So it's already better, even if he's not calling it a full endorsement. It's 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 a huge, huge shift. Yes, it is. It's a big one. Yeah, it is. And actually, it's you know polit- politically speaking. So we have that on the blog, along with, well, maybe the video of the year, Bill, with number one rapper Ben Shapiro. We got a rap blog today. We, we got have this. two rappers on there. <laughs> I just realized that. And you're listening now, and you're going, I'm sorry. I was driving. I was just getting in the car. Did you Did you say Ben Shapiro and rap? That's right. Number one rap song, by the way. That's right. Number one in the nation. Well, on iTunes in the rap category. He's got a rap song with somebody named uh, Tom McDonald, and it's called Facts. I think Jen's got all of Tom McDonald's albums. It's my money like this, and my pockets are fat. Homie, I'm epic. Don't be a whack. I heard Yamaka. I heard That's Yamaka. all I heard. Yeah. I don't know, but he's on there, so check it out. It's Ben Shapiro rapping. <laughs> Just love one, it. One of our faves. My money's like Lizzo. My pockets are fat. Yeah! That's got to be the line of the year. That is outstanding. Please. I love it. Check it all out there. Uh, news-wise, we don't know what kind of response President Biden did say in uh, response to... Just a terrible story over the weekend. Three American service members killed an overnight drone attack and a, a sneak attack in Jordan that they think was fully funded, organized by Iran. Uh, the takeaway was Biden held a moment of silence for them in South Carolina at an event. 
calling it a tough day in the Middle East, and he also says we will respond. What that means, how, when, where, nobody really knows yet, but I would expect some kind of official announcement, uh, not an announcement about the response, but a press conference today, you would hope, because they've been eerily silent. I know. Outside of the South Carolina event, nothing. has been nothing from the Pentagon. Outside of generic statements, like nothing. So I don't know what I don't know what's up, but we'll find out. It makes you wonder if something's going to happen, some type of you know retaliatory strike while Biden is in South Florida, which so far is scheduled to happen tomorrow, unless the plans change. And they're talking about Palm Beach County. Oh, so, well, wow, that's going to be kind of a flashback. You're going to see Air Force One at the mm-hmm. PBI again. Mm-hmm. Exactly right, because mm-hmm. they they did uh, do plane restriction, flight restrictions, and everything else. The right. local news channels had that last night. So I don't know, and we'll we don't see. even know why he's coming here. No. <laughs> No, no clue. Well, he doesn't know either, so don't feel bad. <laughs> if you feel out of it, don't feel bad at That's all. That's right. We're on the same page. Right. Oh, man. We'll see. All right. Now we got to get to this. Please this do. This may be our favorite story of the day, and it gives us a chance to nominate her as this. Today's Clueless Celebrity. What would you list uh, Alyssa Milano as on the ranking? Not an A-lister, but like a B-plus, strong B-plus, A-minus celebrity? That's where I'm going. Like, Yeah, like a solid B-plus. Yeah. So she's up there, and I'll throw this in there too before we get to the story. She's also married to David Bugliari, one of the heads of the CAA, Creative Arts Agency, major Hollywood talent agency. He sounds rich. I'm getting to the point where she's loaded. Okay. Some people say she's worth, like, just on her own, 10 million bucks. And he's probably more than that with his uh, agency. Way more. Yeah. I thought this was fake at first. It actually happened. She posted over the weekend. This is real. My son's baseball team is raising money for their Cooperstown trip. Any amount would be so greatly appreciated. Wow. You can read more about the team and make a donation here. And there's a link right to a GoFundMe page. So they're loaded. She's personally loaded. Yes. And they're trying to raise money for her son's baseball team on a GoFundMe. People have been digging into her wealth. She also drives a $200,000 electric Porsche Taycan 4S. Oh, my gosh. With a $14,000 custom paint job. Oh, jeez. But she can't pay for this on her own. Okay. <laughs> As you can imagine, she's getting blasted online, social oh media. So you figure, well, she must have taken this down, right? Oh, no, not so fast. Kept it up. As of last night. Now, the, the initial ask was $10,000 for the trip for the entire team, not just her kid, to Cooperstown. Right. As of last night. She had surpassed the ten thousand, and it was more than eleven thousand dollars in the GoFundMe account. I can imagine what it is now. You actually have people falling. <laughs> like you're a fan of Alyssa Milano. It's yeah. not going through your mind saying like she's got millions of dollars. They can't pay for this. No, no. you're just going. Oh, I have to help Alyssa. No, I, I'm oh. now convinced. We have the zombie apocalypse right now. People are like, oh, she's asking me. Must go. Must give. That's what they told me to oh, do. Oh my gosh. So you, good for her. So what? All no, right. You know what? I'm with you. Good for if she she probably sat at the dinner table with her husband and they said, you know, there's a lot of stupid people out there who would actually give the money if you asked. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. So good for you. You you got the attention of this of the stupid masses out there, and they donated over your goal when you could have very well paid for this. You just saved yourself ten grand. There you go. I just hope the tail end oh of that dinner gosh. conversation wasn't her going on her phone going, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> watch, watch these suckers I'm telling you man See we call uh, we call her dope and she is But I think they just This might have been a smart play Because they know how many stupid people would actually give money for this Knowing oh, that they could actually pay for it themselves Without any problem Anything you can give would be greatly <laughs> appreciated <laughs> All right, oh that does it for it. We're, we're out of material. Yeah, officially. we're done. Check out the morning show blog, 850WFTL.com. Uh, Jen is back tomorrow. There's Diener. I'm Bill. We'll find out more, hopefully, about Biden's trip tomorrow mm-hmm. in uh, Palm Beach County. I don't know where. We'll see what happens. And an official response from the Pentagon, maybe. Who the heck knows? All right, thanks for hanging out. We'll talk to you tomorrow.